0: And we are your hosts for today's broadcast,
1: following top news stories of the day.
0: Good, great, grand, wonderful. I have a bad feeling about this.
1: What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? It's the good, the bad,
2: and the what? lost your train of thought, didn't I?
3: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The What, the show in which we dissect what makes a movie good, bad, or other within a certain theme, category, subgenre, or filmography. I'm Ryan Oliver. I'm Chris Thomas. And we have a returning guest today. Uh, please welcome back to the Good, Bad, What, Five uh, Timer, Six Timer. Wow. How many times? have you Fan you've been favorite, on? fan yeah. favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people have asked for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're so. clamoring.
2: They're clamoring on my Twitter. My my twelve <laughs> followers have uh, really really been asking. And they're all and they're all like Nazis because
3: uh, yeah. I think that's all that <laughs> are on Twitter slash accent. Well, that uh, and I allegedly. I,
0: I,
2: yeah, that, and I run a, a far-right Nazi account, so that makes sense. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Um, but anyway, uh, Jordan Perry, welcome back <laughs> to the good, bad ones. <laughs> We're just going to glaze over that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, this. <laughs> no, I think if anybody knows you pretty well, they know that you're full of shit. In many oh, ways, they yeah, 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 yeah. but, I, but I, especially on that. <laughs> I, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, well, welcome back. We're happy to have you. It's always a good time. Um and uh, I guess I'll kick it over to Chris. You teased it at the end of the last episode. Uh, these are campy alien invasion movies. The kind of alien invasion movies that all... They're 80s and 90s, but they're all indebted specifically to, like, the 50s style of, like, alien invasion sci-fi <laughs> horror movies. So I'll kick it over to you to introduce the picks and, and explain the category a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh, they're all cut from a similar cloth. Um are all pretty much start out to accomplish the same thing, but they take different paths to get there. Uh, two of them take somewhat similar paths, but we'll we'll get into it and shake that out when we, we go over it. Um, but you may be listening to the very last episode of The Good and the Bad <laughs> and the What, um, because I realized very quickly after giving these picks that I have different taste in this <laughs> genre uh, <laughs> than the other two co-hosts on this episode today. Um, however, as stupid as it is to do so, I'm sticking to my guns, I'm keeping my picks in the original order in which I put them on the sheet, I'm probably going to lose the two fans that I had, uh, one of which I know is my mom, uh, she's, <laughs> she's, she's gonna stop listening out of embarrassment, uh, because of the movies that I picked and where I placed them, uh, I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry ahead of time, but, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to read this out to the chagrin of anyone who's listening. Uh, For the good for today, I picked Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988, directed by Stephen Kyoto of the Kyoto Brothers. For the bad, I chose Invaders from Mars from 1986, directed by Toby Hooper. And for the what, I chose Mars Attacks from 1996, directed by Tim Burton. First line of defense, I'm going to say, is that I... Would say that this is an Oops All Bangers episode, personally. In that I enjoyed all of these movies to one degree or another. I think all of them have their positives. And all of them have their failings. However, I put them into a specific order because of a couple of choices. That that may turn contentious. May turn into fisticuffs. We'll see as the episode goes on and as the beer continues to flow. But... We're gonna start with the good pick, which is killer clowns from outer space.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's, okay, that's the good one. Sorry, I was still confused.
1: I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page here, that the good pick is killer clowns from outer space. Got it.
0: It was a night, like any other night. Then, something happened. You see that? Something, different. It's shooting star. Why here? Why now? Why clowns? Killer clowns from outer space. It's
1: crazy. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to throw it over to uh, Ryan first because you were the first one to watch it uh, on this group. Uh, you texted me and well, you didn't text me. I saw your letterboxd review and I was immediately like, oops, like, oh, <laughs> what, what kind of episode have I set up? Because I have seen you give some very, very forgiving ratings to some very dog shit movies. And then when I saw that
3: you gave this a one and a half, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> well, I guess cat's out of the bag. Yeah, I did not enjoy watching this movie picture. Um. And, and yes, I've given some forgiving reviews i I you're right. I mean, like I find fascination in failure. I don't find fascination in boredom and I think that's like honestly the biggest thing with killer clowns and I know you know I know you're joking that we're it's contentious here and of course mm-hmm. we're having a good time. but frankly, I may be in the minority here because like when you go look at like the reviews and the movies, a cult classic. Yeah, it, had a, it failed at the box office at the time, oh, but hmm. it's garnered a cult following over the years. The Chiodo brothers like are huge pioneers in like stop motion. They did, They are responsible for the California Raisins. Like they've done a lot of great work. Yeah, critics. Um, and yeah, absolutely. And so like... I, I sort of watched this movie like yeah i did not enjoy it mainly because i was just i was so bored during the movie and i had a hard time being like is this an earnest sort of like b like 50s b movie like it's trying to be in the vein of that or is it a parody but the mm-hmm. fact that i have to even ask that question for me re- represented like a, a a failure on the movie's part and I think the other thing for me, and, like, we'll dive in more, and I want to hear what Jordan has to say. I don't usually like this argument because I feel like a good movie should play regardless of whatever rating it gets, right? But, like, this is one of those movies that vastly needed an R rating. I think, Mm -hmm. like, the PG-13 really, really drags it down. Um, It's like they cut away from any of the thing. There's the one, like, uppercut decapitation that happens. Um, and then there's like, which is awesome. Like it's like the best part of the movie. And then there's like one F bomb and it felt like they had to cut away from everything else in order to make those two things happen. And so like the makeup's great. Yeah, absolutely. It's a silly premise. Of course, these movies had silly premises, but I just was like, we're following a bunch of, like, NPCs throughout this, like, Survive the Night movie. And I just was like, I don't know who these characters are. I don't care about their relationship. I don't care that she once dated the cop and now she's dating this guy. I was like, I don't care. Show me these killer clowns being killer clowns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: and they don't really killer clown in very interesting ways. So I I, I would want to kick it over to Jordan... I'm sorry I spoke too long, but um, I I I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I, are are you are you team Chris or are you team Ryan, I guess? Or and I guess if you're
2: team Chris, your team most people who've seen this movie seem to really like it. So I I don't know. I uh, he, well, here's what I'll say is that I mean, I guess on the surface is that I don't think it's a movie. It just seems like <laughs> four executives were railing coke and they were just like all right so they're clowns and uh popcorn and cotton candy right like so kill them with that and i just watched like a tr- bunch of truncated like sequences where they're like okay now there's like a little girl in a diner and he's got an axe i guess uh we don't know him and we'll never come back to him but oh uh, that's a shot well, okay great oh yeah i fucking love hollywood um <laughs> I, it's just, I mean, no, I was not a huge fan of it. I, it's, it Look, there, there are good bits, I wrote down like a bunch of these things here, like, it's just a lot of those, like, when it doesn't feel like, again, it just never felt like a movie. I was like, I really, mm-hmm. like, to your point, Ryan, a bit where I was like, I don't care at all about these characters, like, what little history they put in, like, wasn't enough, and... Didn't like, I, so it just really felt like I was like, here's no, another idea, and here's another idea. Mm-hmm. And like, some worked really well. Like, I thought the balloon dog bit was great, and it happened early on when he like makes the dog out of balloon and it like chases him. I was like, that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some very the funny... The shadow
3: puppet scene as well the, is yeah. like, you know, like, like, the one stop motion thing we
2: get, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, That's
2: there's cool. a lot of good bits in it, and like, all it needed was just a slight actual writer in the room, like, to be like, here's how the movie begins and ends. like,
3: Or an actual, like, somebody <laughs> some, or, like, some, or, like, a, a, an actor to anchor
2: it. Like, at least, like, or, one yeah. person. Or, right? yeah. I mean, honestly, like, that probably would have done it.
3: Well, because mm-hmm. I think of, like, the original The Blob, which is, like, not an amazing movie of 1950s B-movie, like, kind of the quintessential one, but it's, like, this movie doesn't have a Steve McQueen. And this movie needed a Steve McQueen or somebody mm. of that caliber to, like, push it through. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it, it is, it's not any of these cast members. Like, the cast are the last people you want to blame, but it's just, like, it's none of these people to get
2: it Yeah. Through. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 so it, it ends up being that, where I was like, look, this, I think this could have been functional in a way that I would have enjoyed it. Like, with, again, but all, all they did were just the bits. That was like, the, that's why I was like, I don't, I don't think someone wrote this. Someone just like, mm. sticky noted against a board, slightly different versions of ideas. And they're like, cool, film them all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. So, I mean,
1: it, you both make very good points. And I accept all of your points. Um, but here's why you're wrong. But here's why you're all wrong, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, you're absolutely right. So the movie is just a series of vignettes. The characters, all of the characters, are completely just vacuous. um, Who gives a shit? And also just bad. Uh, There's several actors in the movie who are just not good, um, Mm -hmm. which makes it extra painful to sit through. And, Ryan, just like you, the first time that I watched this movie, I was like, is this a parody of a campy 50s movie, or is it trying to be a, 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 and I still can't give you a solid answer on that. However, I'm glad that you mentioned the blob because the the plot of this movie, what little plot is actually there, is ripped straight from the page of the blob. You see Mm -hmm. a giant falling, something coming from the sky and it crashes. An old prospector and his dog goes to inspect it and he's the first to get killed. And just like in the blob where it's just like, it's a slow moving fucking stick of gum. Just get away from it and everyone will be fine. However, it still kills half the town. It's, It's like that sort of thing where That's to me, that's when I started to realize that it was a parody where when you had a a giant weird clown creature putting on a puppet show and there's a guy sitting there like with like an eight year old's haircut, like going guffawing and watching the puppet show happen until he gets killed is like, oh, everybody in the movie is a vapid, empty shell moron that's just here to get killed. Whereas in the 50s B-movies before it, they would try and convince you that this is just how people would react to such a situation. But now it's just turned up to such a degree that it becomes laughable and it becomes funny. So I just, very early on in my watch of the movie, I abandoned any idea that there was supposed to be characters to care about, that there was supposed to be a plot. I'm like, oh, it's a loose sort of patchwork of ideas that carries the the visuals forward. So then when the visuals for me went to the forefront, it was like, okay, so then I'm looking at the matte paintings. I'm looking at the animatronics. I'm looking at the makeup. I'm looking at the puppeteering. And at that point I was like, Oh, all of that shit is super fucking impressive. And when it's a movie that's made by three brothers who work in special effects, who worked on Critters, who worked on Ernest Scared Stupid, um, who worked on all the these amazing qualities. Yeah. Yeah. And scared Ernest stupid. Scared Stupid. <laughs> Eat your I mean, heart out, Rob Bottin.
3: When he slams his hand in that garbage can and looks back and looks forward and looks back and looks directly to the camera, like, you know, just... I mean, just, just I cried.
0: Gold. I cried. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: that's why the that's why the movie to me especially cuz it's a movie that's made on a 2 million dollar budget and it's the first time that these guys like got a chance to make a movie of their own and yeah of course it's not a movie made by script it's a movie made by storyboard because that's how they've always operated in their movie making is how do we get the the visuals to move from A to B not how do we get the story to move from A to B um so I understand from your point, Jordan. No, it's not a movie,
2: but it is a series of it's pictures. It's a great, it's a great showcase for their animatronics.
3: To yeah, totally. Like the the talent in that is on display. I think for for no, I I, I agree with your your points, Chris, and I, I'm glad you do have an affinity for this movie. I mean, like I I hope most people like most things that they watch. Like nobody sets out to be a hater the second they go into something. But I think but I do. For, for, Oh, sorry. a notorious <laughs> hater. <laughs> um, I guess. Dissuade me, um, but I think for me, like you know, to, to go to your point, you, you mentioned that like you picked up that this was a spoof uh, because of of like that that they were sort of heightened to the level that they like. Past the level that they were in these fifty movie 50s B-movies, which were mostly done in earnest and still kind of campy by just sheer virtue of the resources that they had. Right. And I, I, I do agree with that point, but I was thinking about, like, I was kind of looking back to our episode we did um, where we talked about specialty spoofs. I think it's episode 88, so I want to say, or maybe it's a little later. But when we talked about Black Dynamite and, mm-hmm. and uh, Your Highness and The Editor – and we talked about Black Dynamite, where, like, that movie, when we both saw that movie, neither of us had a huge, like, knowledge of the exploitation genre, but the jokes were still funny. And right. so, therefore, the movie was still very funny, and now the movie's extra funny because we have a greater context of the genre. And so I feel like this movie, if it was a true blue, like, spoof that it was set out to do, I feel like it would be funnier even without the context of the fifties B movies. And so it's like, in order to, I guess, find it funny. I feel like you have to have that context, which I think we have a fair idea of it, but I just like whatever gags, I I just don't feel they don't, for me, I just didn't feel they landed. And so like, I was like, you really have to sort of dig uh, for, for the humor here. Like it's, it's like oddly specific, Um, (laughs) you know, but I mean, a lot of it is objective. So, you know, for sure.
1: A lot of it doesn't hit because the dialogue is really terrible. But then also because of the the plot is so so bare bones, there's like weird cutaways that they'll use to sort of mask scene transitions where like the sheriff and the boyfriend who's a a terrible wooden actor are like, oh, shit, we got to go do a thing. And then we'll uh, like we did it several times where we cut to a convenience store where there are two clowns who are shopping. Yeah. yeah, for stuff, but we're like but we've seen them just randomly kill every human that they come across, but then these two are trying to purchase <laughs> items from the shelves, but then like why? And they don't have money, and we never see them use those items ever again, <laughs> and they're kind of like it's like ZAT. They're just going through and just knocking stuff off of the shelves. This movie no wishes it was ZAT. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: this <laughs>
0: movie <made laughs> wishes.
3: That's but the biggest I've, burn that <laughs> you can <laughs> But but no, you're, I mean, but you're right. It's like, that's weird, like... It, 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 all I, okay, the only thing I wanted to say, because I really don't have much else, and I want to pass the buck. I want to hear what you have to say, Jordan. But I was, one thing I was amused by, whether they did it on purpose or accident, I don't know. But I love that the police station is clearly just like an office building that they slapped like a police yeah. sign out, out of it. <laughs> like, I, I was like, whether that was a legitimate joke or unintentional i laughed so i'm like kudos like good work movie uh but it's just like clearly like you see the shot there's just a bunch of drawers behind them and i'm like this is clearly just (laughs) like a real estate office or something (laughs) that some producer was friends with i would say that's that's
2: just where they worked (laughs) it was like like kevin smith making fucking clerks
3: Absolutely. It's like the, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, the, it's just like the production offices. That's a good, that's a good read.
2: I, well, Georgia no, I was Jennifer gonna, Boy. I was just, I was gonna bring up, like, as you said, like these weird fucking cutaways where, like, because again, back to the point where it's like not really a, a movie. So they're like using these vignettes to like transition. If, I mean, that's a bold term to use. Uh, but, but but the thing, I'm giving more, the movie more credence than it deserves, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, it's back to that, I think what Ryan said, I think it's back to that point where it's like, even if this is exactly how the movie was, like, if those random moments were just like the convenience store scene, if those were all like, landing well, then I I wouldn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, this is like chaos, but like, great. Like all of these things are really funny or really weird, but it's just like, we go from a terrible actor walking around in the woods, fighting cotton candy, like to just some people, like all of a sudden he's on a motorcycle and there's like Mm -hmm. a gang in town. And I was like, those bits would land if they were good bits, but like,
1: well, and it, it's it's not like a dissimilar sort of setup to something like humanoids from the deep or, or something where the idea is that we have creatures and the creatures got to attack someone. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, we'll just get some extras and the extras yeah. will be a biker gang and the extras will be some guy on the pier. And they, so <laughs> it, it, they like reverse engineered from the monsters, which I yeah. get it's yeah it's killer clowns from outer space so you can't go into it expecting like the biggest most highbrow idea no of to course. start with
2: and i think it was something you said right in the beginning ryan honestly i feel like if nothing else changed other than rated r this would have been a much more entertaining like definitely jaunt. No. i i think like that really did hinder like this type of a, of a movie
3: if you're going to soup up one of these, like, 50s B-movies, it's like you want to, like, repurpose it for, like, a modern age. I feel like, I mean, not to keep going back to The Blob, but if you look at the remake of The Blob from 1988, which is very oh, R-rated. rocks. Which is great. <laughs> I, it's awesome. Like, that, I mean... Have we talked about that yet? Yeah, we did. We did a whole episode on remakes. Oh. We talked about The Blob and uh, Thirteen and in Ghosts. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but, like... I mean, that's a much better written movie, too, uh, the Blob remake. But, like, if you would have souped it up and really amped up those elements, I think you would have had a much more entertaining movie, for sure.
2: I was just going to go through a couple notes I wrote about this. (laughs) It was very scrawled as I was watching. I liked that the very beginning of the movie, there's a character that just goes, ugh, cops, when he drives (laughs) by. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this... Aside from like obviously one of the lead characters being a police officer, I was like, man, this movie's really anti-cop, so it's that's a check plus in my like they're all inept, they're all idiots, like the one old guy is just like a dickhead and then just gets turned into a puppet. Like and then at the very end, they all just all the cops show up after everything's over. And I was like, fuck, was this based in LA?
1: Yeah, four hours after everything had cleared out, and then they're, they're like, Oh, like, oh okay, we'll take yeah, a statement, yeah, we'll- but we're not actually gonna investigate <laughs> that or anything.
2: And then I wrote and this honestly was probably I have to assume it's from based from a movie before that it was referencing. But if not, and I hope it's not and I hope it was made for this, they op- there's a scene where he opens the car like a car door and like the entire thing's covered in like the cotton candy, and there is an exact shot in X Files. <laughs> Episode where they're in the woods and all these bugs are chasing after them. That they like open this car door up and it looks exactly like that, other than cotton candy. And I was like, oh my god, did X Files steal this from Killer's Clowns? Oh shit. And I really, I really hope it's not a reference to something that happened before that because I was like, I really hope that's exactly what happened.
1: Uh, i i don't know if it is but i was also it's sort of like timing like how long is it going to take for us to mention the x-files uh with with you and i on an episode (laughs) talking about alien invasions i was wondering it was my third
2: it was my third note so you know (laughs)
1: um no i i so that also made me think of the mist uh which is before then but um Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's another uh, thing that I noticed about the movie is that so the movie's an hour and twenty eight minutes long, and there are scenes like that scene where everything that happens in the movie goes on twice as long as it needs to because he like <laughs> opens the door and we see the the cotton candy stuff is already outside of the door. It's like attached yeah. to the antenna that's on on top of the car. So he opens it and like yeah, there's cotton candy inside too. The the clowns have been here and then we get a shot of him flashing his flashlight in there and we see the the glasses are on the seat and we're like oh yeah there was a character earlier on in the movie who was wearing glasses they must have gotten that guy and then he like like slowly reaches in and pulls the glasses out and we're like no yeah no it's that character (laughs) he doesn't know that character so he's not going to recognize those glasses and then we get a punch in single shot of the glasses in his hand as he's moving it back and forth in the the light like Yep, same yep, glasses. Uh-huh, that, mm-hmm. that, yep, yeah, no, yeah, we get it. And then he goes back to the car where the other guy is at, and he goes, hey, I found some glasses over there in the car. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh that's Oh, yeah, grim. that must be Mitch's car. The <laughs> He was here earlier. We're like, yes, the audience got this two minutes ago. And we are still in this scene <laughs> talking
2: about it. That happens throughout that entire movie, because if it didn't, that movie would be 20 minutes long.
1: Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I know that I'm shitting on my good pick, but... <laughs> <laughs> there are, mistakes were made but then at the same time there's stuff in the movie that I find frustrating because there are, there are some fantastic ideas that because there's nobody there to uh, there's no Spielberg there and it, it, it like you know you got Spielberg and Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan into a room and George throws a bunch of spaghetti at the walls and then Spielberg is there to sort of like like block like grab the good things out of the air add the things where they need to be and then they hand this big old ball of ideas to lawrence kasdan and then you get raiders of the lost ark out of it yeah and that's what you needed is you needed somebody in the room to act as a filter because like when they are uh when when the boyfriend and the girlfriend go and they find the big circus tent and they're going down the hallways they run into the um the clown, the clown is chasing him and he shoots a popcorn gun at him and the popcorn gun covers them with sticky popcorn as they run away. It leaves a trail of popcorn so they can follow them. It's like this is cool, like circus based clown based thing that's in theme. That would be a cool thing to show why the monsters are able to stalk our main characters. Mm-hmm. But there was nobody there to give us a reason to give a shit about those main characters. So like you have you have the beats. You have the storyboard, but you just don't have the connective tissue, Um, which is for me mostly frustrating because I think there are things about the movie that I adore and things about the movie that Mm -hmm. I hate. So it's a complicated little relationship that I have with it. Um, But just for $2 million uh, passion project, I'm just giving it leeway. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt.
2: That popcorn also would have made sense if I didn't go back to a convenience store five fucking times before I was like, Uh, oh, the popcorn's turned into a thing. It's not just a weird popcorn gun. Oh, and then they kept cutting to the guy
1: who's like manning the cash register, and him just going,
2: <laughs> oh, "Oh, oh, which wide-eyed, staring, like
1: surprised. It's just like, and they we they cut back to that convenience store like at least three times before they show him called sheriff's office to be like, "There's weird creatures in my store, fucking the place up." And it's like, you've been in the movie for a half
3: an hour at this point. He's <laughs> like, one of the main characters. Specific. I know and it goes to that like I, I like weirdly specific level of humor like where it's like I I get what they're trying to do and they're trying to over exaggerate characters who make those decisions in movies like this but it's like I feel like they've just played it too straight right like it just needed to be a, it didn't need to be full-blown Zucker brothers but it just needed to be a little bit more punchier with yeah. its sense of humor it just it plays it too far down the center um to to re- i don't know to really resonate and for me anyway i just i just didn't resonate with with that
0: well the pieces are
1: there i mean you say punchier yeah. but we already yeah, mentioned yeah. earlier there was that yeah. scene where he like like punches that dude's head off who's yes. part of the biker gang and it's a completely disconnected vignette there was this like why is that clown there who's this biker gang what the fuck is going on and yeah. it ends with an amazing shot of him punching his head off and then just a bad dummy shot of its yeah. like legs folding yeah. back and falling over and it's like all you have to do is have an uh, an insert shot, a pan of our main characters running through the alley. Yeah. They get slightly accosted by the biker gang and run past them, and then in pursuit is the clown. And then now you've tied your A plot together with your vignette and it's a movie. Like whoa, it, it's whoa, just a whoa, minor that's way too
2: ch- complex.
1: <laughs> Wait, are you talking about a script? Whoa, I don't know how to do those. Whoa, whoa, whoa!
2: Exterior I don't know how to write down. Oh, my what? fingers are cramping. I, I, ugh, so much writing.
1: It's, <laughs> it's just a bummer. And um, it's hard
2: because you
3: can't say like that would require effort, like some of these movies we've talked about in the past. But like, because there's effort put into other places in this movie too, so oh, it's yeah. like 100%. You can't say it's being like lazy. It's just that they just didn't have the means to tie it all together and i think to your earlier point chris just them being stop motion effects artists they just thought in terms of like the little vignette sequences and like i think the one thing we've all agreed on i think is like in certain individual moments there are things that shine but as a whole movie It's really, really hard to sit through. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Well, and I didn't know anything about that. And so, like, knowing the context, yeah, I get it. I mean, in reality, to me, this then starts to look much more like a uh, a pitch. They're like, look at the shit we can do. Like, as opposed to them making an actual film. Right.
3: Well, especially when we look at our next two movies made by, like, in their times very established filmmakers by toby hooper and tim burton respectively like (laughs) it's really like like night and day sort of in that that instance yeah yeah
1: and and the the chiodas brothers have been trying since this movie to try and make a sequel um because they've they've been because they've been writing it for that long since since 1986 (laughs) this can't get pen to paper um (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, it, it's been in development hell I know it, there's a, a video game that's coming out actually um, that's g- oh, being produced be- by Illphonic uh, who released uh, the Friday the 13th game which mm-hmm. I know I've dumped a whole lot of hours into that yeah. game it's a fun game um, yeah. I bet would yeah. be uh,
2: I would be, this would be a fucking dope game. Like, yeah, I played it. Well, sh-
1: easily. They showed that yeah. they're they're going to be using mechanics and stuff. So like, y- you can choose different uh, classes of clowns, and so you can use the popcorn gun to track other uh, characters who run across the map. They'll leave a trail, um, and okay. you can use the uh, the uh, balloon animal dog as a tracker and send it out ahead of you and stuff. Hell so yeah. like, they're incorporating pieces from the movie, That's which dope. is like. Like again, it's another like they realize that there's actual mechanics there, there's actual reasoning behind the movements of the yeah. characters and stuff. Um, probably more so than the Chiodos brothers did when they were making the movie. Um, I hope it's a fun <laughs> game. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, it's my good pick today. Uh maybe it'll come back up a little bit as to why I made that reasoning as we get into the rest of these movies. Did we did anybody have any last uh, last words final rights before the, we pivot into uh, the bad with an asterisk <laughs> because it's not bad i really enjoyed it pick invaders from mars
2: i the only last note i had written down just says 30 year old high schoolers
0: yeah <laughs>
3: classic slasher movie horror movie tropes 30 year old when, we talk about that... this so much on this show. It was just nice. Yeah.
2: Like... <laughs> when you when you said that guy had the eight-year-old haircut and I was like in my head I was like, Oh, it's probably because he was supposed to be playing an eight-year-old. <laughs> <But he's 20>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: okay, that was yeah. it. That's all I had. <laughs> no, no, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because it's like we, we, we try and call that out every single time we talk about one of these movies where it's like the teenagers and you're like, um, yeah, how many years were you held back? Like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello, fellow kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, you too, fellow kids. <laughs> David Gardner just woke up to a nightmare in his own backyard, but no one will listen.
2: We landed right back there, right behind the hill. No.
0: no one will believe. I
2: told you he needs psychiatric help. And soon no one will be left. Dad?
3: Are you okay, Dad?
2: Fine. Because
3: something strange is happening to the people of Willow Creek. Everything's fine now. And David Gardner is about to find out
0: why. David! I'm gone by my mom and dad! I'm No! no! Canon Films presents Toby Hooper's Invaders from Mars there's no place on earth to hide
1: but as we launch into uh invaders from mars uh th- this was actually a first watch for me um and again it's filling into toby hooper blind spot as i've been doing over the past few years uh it's also filling in a dan o'bannon blind spot because dan o'bannon was a writer on this movie dan o'bannon is of course uh the writer of uh, dark star uh, the writer of alien um, and uh, writer, director of one of my favorite movies of all time, Return of the Living Dead, uh, which we have not had on an episode, but we will need to have an episode that will be six hours long. And for five hours, I will just talk about Return of the
3: Living Dead. Because I <laughs> also fucking love that movie. Also wrote another of my favorite of all time in another Toby Hooper movie, Life Force. Yes. Uh, and we will have Life Force on an episode. I cannot wait. I love Life Force.
2: <laughs> I... I don't know anything as my Toby Hooper bland spot is Toby Hooper. So I don't think I've <laughs> seen anything. He's You seen Texas Chainsaw? Oh, that's that's it. Okay, then yeah. I'm sure there's ones I just don't know. Um I looked up Eaten alive. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Oh, okay, I've seen Poltergeist. Yeah. I've seen and then. I've seen the like main ones he's done. But I right. I looked up I looked up Life Force only because I guess I'm, fuck it, we'll get into it when we get into it. But I was looking up what the kid was watching on TV in the movie Mm. and it's fucking like it's his own goddamn movie
3: yep (laughs) yeah yep yep this was this was part of a a three picture deal that toby hooper signed with canon films um Mm. which one of them was life force which coming soon to a good bad what and probably coming soon to corn screen i I, i'm shocked we haven't done it before Um, i'd be curious to see how people would react to life force i will be upset if people are not into it because it rocks um it does but he did but he did life force and then he did the texas chainsaw massacre part two uh oh, okay. and then oh, this, yeah. and then the, yeah and then this <laughs> Invaders from Mars. Uh, we're part of the are the you mad at me <laughs> dog will hunt uh, <laughs> um so yeah this is part of three picture deal that he signed with canon um and this was i think the last one of the three i want to say because life force was 85 mm-hmm. then both this and the texas chainsaw part two were 86 yeah. uh, i just didn't i didn't check the release dates but i'm pretty sure it was texas chainsaw and then this but um either it way. was
1: it was and they, they very clearly used like the underground uh sets from texas chainsaw Two. Oh yes
3: <laughs> for part of this movie <laughs> I mean hey if you have the resources to do so why not do it um, yeah of course but like you said this was the first time watch for you this was actually a second time watch for me and I think okay. Jordan it was probably a first time watch for you as well right
2: this whole series was a first time watch I realized I'd oh, never yeah. seen I realized I'd never seen uh, Mars Attacks either so I, this was the first time across the board for me
3: awesome well, I guess I would ask you, since I went first in the last movie, what did you think of Invaders from Mars?
2: It is... <laughs> it's funny. So I wa- I watched it in the order that you gave it. So I watched uh, Killer Clowns, and I watched this, then I watched uh, Mars Attacks. So, like, coming off Killer Clowns, the next day I watched this, and I was like, oh, it's a movie. <laughs> um... <laughs> yes. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> You're already home. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning my computer off. Uh, well, no, I mean, look, I, I, I enjoyed it. I understand, honestly, I understand within the context of the framework maybe why you put it in bad, because this one is, I'd argue, the least campy. Like, it's it's campy here and there, but it is, it's pretty straight for, it's pretty straight-laced as as far as, like, it's, it's, portrayal of this thing like it's just wanting to redo a movie and like so in that essence it's also not great like when I watched it I was like oh I would rather be watching the better versions of this movie Um, but again in saying that like there were a lot of bits that worked for this like I mean the kid actors not great Which is no, a real bummer because no. it very much relies on that kid and, ooh. Yep. Uh, and but there was like I mean I remember <laughs> I go back to my notes here I because <laughs> the dad's like the first victim in this and dude he had such like sugar water energy from MIB. <laughs> that I had to, like, make a note of it. Like, he did pretty good in it. And, like, there are, like, this movie, while it's not, like, fantastic, like, compared to Killer Clowns, like, there's moments that are, like, they, like, genuinely can feel unsettling. Like, there's a few bits that I'm like, oh, this, like, it, it worked out. Like, even if the kid's not a good actor, like, this idea that it's him by himself now and, like, literally the two people, his parents who, like, he should be relying on are, like, immediately got...
0: Yeah. And he's like now yeah.
2: having to figure it out. So like, I, I, I and it was, it was fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was I didn't, fine. I didn't love it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall like, there's a couple good bits that worked within it that we can dive into when we dive into it. But like, there's things that work and then it gets real fucking silly. Like, in a way, yes. and granted, in a way, I appreciate because it didn't seem like it was supposed to be. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like, they, <laughs> I swear to God, the, like, the Mars aliens look like, it was like, hey, what if the California raisins fucked, like, slimy testicles, and this is what came out.
3: I thought you were going to say Slimer from Ghostbusters, and I was
1: like, Although, yeah, actually, you nailed it. Yeah, I think
2: so.
3: <laughs> And it's funny because I mean, obviously, we mentioned the Chioto brothers doing the California raisins. As so soon as you really said, I had to hold it. Sure.
2: I had to hold it back because I was like, "That's for the other movie." Because like, I made a whole note. I was like, "They look like California raisins."
3: No, you're 100 percent accurate. I think like that, and my amusement is like the the main one is just a big brain. I was like, oh, it's crank, it's crank, Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's especially, I've been going back through the animated series with my oldest son, so it's like it's been like extra funny. Or like, ah, <laughs> we're coming from Dimension X. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, I was very amused by that aspect. Um, no, I I agree with a lot of what you're saying jordan like i saw this movie um to do to, 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 like back in i think 2015 um this was actually the first purchase i made at scarecrow video i know uh it's it's uh it's canon on good bad what that chris and i went to scarecrow the ver- for together for the very first time for both of us and he rented things and that was like the start oh, of that, and but and that's, I, yeah.
2: then and then we all our whole all of our lives changed after that.
3: We've never been the same since. No, absolutely, <laughs> never been the same. And uh, but I I purchased this because it was a, a Toby Huber blind spot of mine, and so I was like, okay, cool. I want to, um, I want to see it. And I remember not liking it very much. But upon this rewatch, I was like, first off, I didn't really remember much of it clearly. Like like I, there wasn't much of it I remembered. Um, but I think that to the point of um what we talked about in the context of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, like my frustration with that movie was just like are you an earnest like throwback or are you a parody? And it's really hard to define. And I feel like this movie you could say emphatically is an earnest throwback to like the type. it's yeah. It's a remake of the nineteen fifty-three film, which sadly i've never seen i wanted to try and watch it ahead of time for this but i, I didn't get that context um but it's like it's incredibly earnest and it's sort of b movie plotting um it's a yeah, throwback. i do think some of the performances are good yeah the kid actor isn't the best but like i think louise fletcher is really good and menacing in it uh, so it was nice to see her um the relationship between the kid and karen black is really strange like it, we, we gotta to get into that it is so fucking weird and we'll get into that, and I, I was a little frustrated in the beginning, but I don't feel that like this is Toby Hooper's fault. This felt like a Golem and Globus note, where like, between like the sort of like the way the kid is, and then the very first scene in the class, they have frogs, and I'm like, hmm, do you think this movie knows E.T. exists? Because I can't really tell by <laughs> the choices being made here. Um, and so I was a little frustrated where I'm like, oh, they're just trying to ape et but through the lens of like this b movie thing but then it becomes its own thing entirely i feel like it ditches the whole like sort of et uh, uh, uh thing so that that was a, a notch in the plus column but um and plus there's some scary imagery i think the back of the neck thing is scary i think even though the mm. kid's not great i i agree with jordan's point of like if your whole world is wrecked by the two people who should be the most safest like there's a genuine terror There, So it's, like, it has that, I, like, you know, I know there's that debate of, like, who really directed Poltergeist, Toby Hooper or Steven Spielberg. But I do think this movie, Hooper, takes a lot of, like, what was learned from that movie and, like, instills, like, a genuine sort of sense of terror um, there. Um, And then I would say, too, we'll we'll get into some more aspects, but the last 20 minutes are just, like, pure canon film schlock, which I enjoyed. They bring out the big tanks and everything. I was like, "Is, is this, like... It is this Invasion USA? Like it oh. oh, like. Oh. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we in- invasion
2: ab- USA from Mars. Uh
3: oh. yeah. We do have to talk about Invasion USA, and Jordan has to be there for that episode because it's yeah. on the list somewhere. It is. I have an episode of movies that end in USA.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so. Just Spoiler alert! We have it. It's
1: it's in awesome. the pipeline,
2: and they're all the best and the most free. And well, uh, honestly, two of them are. It's bangers. just Invasion USA three times.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was going to say another one of them, which is also a banger, but I guess maybe we leave it. this Don't guys. spoil it. Well, People spoil can't go it. on
1: IMDb and look up movies that have
3: USA in the title and guess what I we're going to talk about? It. Action USA is one of them because, of course, it has the movie to be fucking rocks. That's a good. Awesome. I bet. It is the good. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, we've talked long enough. Chris, this is your pick. What did you think? This is the first time I watched for you, too. Uh yes. Or for you and for Jordan. What did you think of, of Invaders from Mars?
1: I felt bad that I put it into the bad category, which is why I moved it to be like an, an oops all... I made a motion for this to be an oops all bangers, and it was denied because of Killer Clowns. But yeah. uh, I, I... So this movie, to me, they, this one sticks the closest to the '50s B movie formula, mm-hmm. uh, which we've already covered. Um, and, and so I think ultimately, for for me, that's why it didn't like either edge out into a good or fall into a, a what because it's just not weird enough or it's not good enough. And and we've seen, of course, um, you know, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I watched. Just because I had a, a hankering to watch a good Alien Invasion uh, body snatch movie. Um, oh, my God. I fucking love Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> 1978. The re- oh, my God. I, uh, I love that movie. But it was upon, like, watching that. I watched that before I watched this. And then I was just like, yeah. I mean, like, it falls into sort of, like, the uh, uh, well-worn ground it's already a remake of a movie from the 1950s and especially after knowing that the movie is written by dan o'bannon who made like revolutionary scripts like alien and and then even return of the living dead like the entire reason that people associate brains and zombies wanting to eat brains is because of his scripts from return of the living dead like that's yeah. where it all started like he he does this with his with his writing and then to come into this movie and it'd be like, oh, this is just like a, a retread of all the tropes of the movies from the fifties, but nothing, there's no real new spice to it. Um, and then Toby Hooper, like you sort of said, he, he brought what he learned from working on Poltergeist, but I would even argue that he just is trying to recapture a Spielbergian movie because there's imagery in the movie, especially when, um, uh, the, the kid who we've said is not a great actor, um, uh, Hunter Carson is the name of the kid. Uh, when he first sees the spaceship coming down outside and he looks up, he's like, oh, and it's just flashing lights on his face. Immediately, I'm like, it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Like, it, I recognize all of this imagery. Uh, it's, a, it's a movie that's led by a child actor who's supposed to be the hero of the story, which is very Spielbergian. There's a, lots of attempts at lens flares and the way that yeah. things are framed and the motion of the camera just reminded me of Spielberg Light. And so it's just like I would like to see Toby Hooper do Toby Hooper. I would like to see Dan O'Bannon do Dan O'Bannon. And because everyone kinda of fell back into a comfortable realm, nothing really shone through for me. And it was just like, uh yeah. boilerplate, like like
3: Jordan said, it's fine. I, my question would be on that and, and and like it doesn't really matter because it's like it doesn't really change how you would feel one way or the other. But I know I, I sort of mentioned this as well, where I'm like, I don't know if that's a Toby Hooper decision or a Golden Golden Globus decision, right? Like, given if if we're talking that this is the last of the canon deal, like Life Force mm-hmm. and Texas Chainsaw 2, you watch those movies and, like, those are carte blanche movies. Like, he got yeah. to make the movie he wanted to make with <laughs> both those rock. movies. And they rock. <laughs> and so you can't help but wonder... Um, If that was the goal, like, okay, well, we let you make these two movies completely off the chain... So we want you just kind of scale back and make like this, you know. We we, we want an ET. We want a, a right. close encounters, you know. And and like I mentioned at the top, there's early on especially there's a lot of immediate allusions to ET from the child protagonist to the the frogs being dissected at school and <laughs> yeah. uh, was like like immediate dead giveaway. I'm like, hmm. and and like I just watched <laughs> ET with my oldest recently, like rewatched. So I'm just like it's fresh in my mind. So I'm just like yeah, okay, I see, I see, um, but. it it does abandon it though i think like it does like it it abandons it to a certain extent and then it kind of brings into that 50s b-movie horror of like you know it kind of like especially brings in like you know red scare and mccarthyism like especially with the way that people are being like transported about like oh these people you thought you knew oh sure are actually like communists and they actually are the commies and so it's like there's some of that aspect that you're like this is done in earnest and like yeah. I, I appreciate that, but I know like Chris you might have stepped away from the mic for a second, um but I know we have to talk about the weird relationship between the nurse played by Karen Black and 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 the <laughs> and David Gardner our mm-hmm. our kid because.
2: You what mean you mean the utter sexual tension between that grown ass woman and a it's child?
3: Genuinely uncomfortable. It was like the one thing that like I was really kind of upset about. It
2: movie. it kept like it, cuz it was like the whole time I'm like, wow, well, this is like cuz like in the beginning I'm like, eh, it's weird, but like it's just it's nothing like crazy yet, but I was like it's 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 odd and then it just keeps ramping up until they're in like the fucking boiler room where they killed a Terminator, and like, lying on that bed. I was like, dude, as soon as they started pulling covers up, I was like, are they getting into the bed together to hide from these cops? And then the rest of my thought was like, could you imagine if those cops were just normal cops and they walk in and they just see a grown woman in bed with this child?
3: It's It's absurd, it's ah. like the, the, I forgot the real life like, but the the thing that May-December was based off of. like yeah. that, that was, like, yeah. starting to remind me of that. It's like, uh, what's happening here? Because, like, at first you're kind of like, it's just, like, they just do it weird. Like, weird and wrong and inappropriate. Because I'm like, it'd be one thing if she was already sort of, like, suspecting weird behavior from everybody. And then he yeah. starts to, be, like, be like, ah, my teacher and classmate or like really strange and so she's like ah yeah i've been kind of like noticing these strange things too like that's all you need is a line like that and also that's not it. to do weird creepy shit like the scene you just mentioned but the fact weird. that it's like like she like the, she doesn't really have a suspicion over this weirdness but she like immediately believes him um
2: mm-hmm. and then like, oh, right, yeah, it, it's, right off the bat
3: Right off the bat. And, like, I know it's vindicated by she sees the thing in nurse ratchets the back of her neck and she sees it on the girls. And I was like, I get it. I do get it at that point. But it's just, like, it's just so awkward and uncomfortable. And I was like, why is this here? Why is this a thing? So it's funny that you mentioned
1: the sexual tension between those two characters because they're real-life mother and son. Are they Get
2: ready? out yes. of here! What? That's so much worse. Oh That's her my biological god! Uh, I,
0: had no I had no idea.
3: I had no out. idea. I mean, I know Karen Black. Like she's in Nashville. Like she's an established.
2: Oh like, actress, my. Oh my god. What god, some, I'm so upset. This
3: is some real edible <laughs> shit going on. Oh this is like, no! Only God forgives.
2: <laughs>
0: so,
2: <laughs> that is the real worst. You know what? I'm back on your side. Put this one in the bad. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> Holy shit!
1: I as soon as you mentioned, they're like, man, the sexual tension between these characters. i was just like, mm. I'm just uh, gonna let them get to the end of this thread before, <laughs> uh, <laughs> before I interject. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: because you're right. I thought the same thing. Whereas, like, and I, I think it's, I think it's a matter of like the the characters themselves are she believes him so wholeheartedly and she's also the only character besides the parents who actually like give a shit about the kid. Or I, yeah. I guess you could say the same thing about um, oh god, I need to look up the actor's name. Uh, uh, James Caron, uh, who is also, he, he's a, a, a Hooper and a Dan O'Bannon alum uh, because he is the real estate agent in Poltergeist and okay. he is uh, one of the uh, You Need a uh, uh, health supply employees in Return of the Living Dead. So he's been on both was, sides of those. I thought that was kind of interesting. Was he the the
2: military so guy? Yeah, he's or the, the like, military the general. Guy.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, the general that actually, and he's <laughs> mostly ineffectual. Every time everyone at that ending point is like running out of the sand, he just stands there going, "No." <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> or David. The fact, that they, <laughs> the fact that there were he like ten. Said, <laughs>
3: Sends them in with the dynamite and the yeah. <laughs> the rope. <laughs>
2: oh, pull them back! Pull them oh. back! But also, like when the when they're inside of it, they're inside of it, and the kid's like ten feet away, and he's like, "You have to come on!" And I was like, "Just go grab him! He's a child!" Just,
3: just put your hand out.
2: <laughs> he's right there.
3: Look, I did I did appreciate the scene just because it was a nice big. Explosion when they rammed the truck into the shuttle that was like oh, they're trying yeah. to delay.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> Which, was,
2: like, also, <laughs> was there an explanation? I, I very well could have missed it. Why did they want to blow up the shuttle? Was it just because just they were because. just like fuck? Fuck going to space. That's where we live. Cannon.
3: Because, <laughs> I mean, they, they were going to launch inexplicably. Like, it's like the dead of night. Like, usually <laughs> when they do those launches, it's like in the daytime and there's like the press and
0: everything. Yeah, so there, I don't know what the decision
3: was there. But I guess like they they didn't detect a breach, but because of what they had told them, they were like, oh, well, we should delay the launch until we could do another scan of the perimeter. And then inexplicably, yeah. the, some body snatched the person uh, driving that semi it just rams through and <laughs> I also, I also
2: love, I also love that they have just some random weird technology that can like 3D, like map a truck approaching the like launch pad. I was like, why, why would there be like an Atari level <laughs> graphic system showing this truck and not a camera? You, it's, it's 1980, you have security cameras. <laughs>
3: That was bonkers. I did enjoy that.
1: It was just like
0: the
3: wire wire frame.
1: It
0: was uh, like beep, 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 (laughs) beep, Which reminded me
1: of of Escape from New York uh, when they show him
3: like the map of him coming up on the glider. uh, Oh, yeah. I was thinking about the opening about like the year is 2019. (laughs) New York is now a designated war zone. (laughs) But yeah, you're you're right. The hangar, uh, like when he's driving in. Yeah, and they show it like crash into the it's building. Like,
2: thump, it's well, yeah. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure there was like I think it exploded on that screen as well. I was like, what is this so. system? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're using like yeah. early versions of LiDAR to be like, it right, exploded. Up a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Just point a camera at it, dude. It's What's the point? Insane. Look it's out like the, the window, uh... you can see. <laughs> It's
3: like the uh I was having flashbacks to the uh we talked about on an episode. I was having a flashback to the trans scene transitions from the Inspector Gadget movie. Oh where my there's God. the wireframe of the visual effects because that movie was just hacked to bits so they just uh,
1: Yeah, they couldn't afford to actually get scene transitions, so like let's just use the unfinished special effects and that will be our scene transitions.
3: Let's use the blooper reel to uh, scene transition between Except this movie was eighty six and that movie was ninety nine. So at least this movie has somewhat of an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> hundred percent. Inspector Gadget had no excuse for. I anything.
2: I will say I, I will say that this movie, like, clearly one of their best effects was the like people being sucked into the sand. Because it did yeah. look really good, but then also they did it like a hundred times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was well, like, they
0: do. Yeah, it it, was the best it looked
2: one. the. It looked the yeah. best. It looked fucking sick. It's
3: cool, absolutely yeah. every time. But like they just they were just like we know we know They're it's like, good. they like
2: we so. we we got it. We know what we're doing. We this is the doing. one. Send another one down. <laughs> the spice, the worm. The
3: spice is the worm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fear is the mind killer.
2: Um. <laughs> oh, I just thought tremors. Oh. oh, yeah, Tremors. Yeah. <laughs> Tremors is great.
1: I need to get an Invaders from Mars uh, popcorn bucket. I wonder what that, <laughs> thing, what that baby looks like. Well,
2: um, it, it, I, I can guarantee it's just a weird sweaty ball sack raisin, so. I'm in. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean. um,
1: So, at the... I do want to sort of, like, praise parts of the movie, though. Like, some of the stuff that they did right. So, like, yeah. there's some great matte paintings that they use. Um, like, the the hill over the back of the house, which is clearly a matte painting. um with like the spaceship coming down is great and it feels very old 1950s they're 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 committed to the bit of this being sort of an homage to those sorts of movies and i think a lot of that is very effective a lot of the set design uh inside of the tunnels and inside of the spaceship is really great um and krang coming out of the tunnel uh (laughs) i i i I love all of that stuff and uh, like we said the movie is fine because of the elements in which it works in uh that that really work um they're not shocking, but they're just done very well. But the uh, Nurse Ratchet eating one of the frog specimens, yeah, I thought was a highlight. That's a
3: terrifying Im- image oh. yeah. it, and it oh. works.
2: It, I, that was one of the big notes, and it was, was something I was going to bring up, because I was like, I, I felt like at the bare minimum, because you kept bringing up, like, oh, the frog thing is such an E.T. Like, boy, I was like, well, I feel like they were able to then pay off their like whole frog shit yeah. with that moment and it's such a like genuinely like great moment in the movie yeah. like that turn is just like and it's like blah, blah, blah. yeah it's like the antithesis of the scene in et because
3: this is where elliot lets all the frogs go he's like yes. yeah be free yes. and then this one is like no she's fucking eating now yeah <laughs> like, like a gross image it pays off it's like really well done and i mean yeah Toby Hooper's is no stranger to gross, uh, upsetting imagery, so it's like something he does incredibly, <laughs> incredibly well. I think,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: That frog one was good. That is is a great, great bit, great moment.
1: Yeah. The frog is great. Like we said, the last like twenty minutes where the the, the military goes ham and just starts lighting people up. Uh, there's like does what the military scribbs. does. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, uh, and I think the the needles piercing into the back of people's necks like using the full <laughs> effect showing the the needle going to like the base of somebody's spine um i thought was pretty dope i, I like was, yeah. it's a lot of that stuff that i saw that i wish that they would have done more of i i yeah. kind of wanted more of the lore of like why are the aliens here what exactly yeah. is their full purpose um but I do got to get into, and spoiler alert: if you ever want to watch Invaders from Mars, there's stuff to appreciate. Like I said, I would consider this noob's all bangers episode, so I'm not going to completely cast it aside. There's stuff to watch, and if you're a Toby Hooper completionist, which you know, with Hooptober being something that exists, this might be something that you will revisit at some point in the future. Um, but spoilers for the end of the movie: it was all a dream ending. Yeah, it's, it's a bad, bad, bad choice. Bad Toby. choice. It's a bad choice. What are we doing here, bud?
2: <laughs> I could not believe it. I yelled at like... the TV and it
1: woke
3: me <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad choice to do all the way
3: around. Like, there's... Yeah. Ever. Ever. I can't think... There's only one movie I could think of that if, like... It pulls it off in spite of itself. Like... Uh, which would be like, uh, I don't want to say the movie because I don't know if either of you have seen it. So I, I don't want to spoil it
0: because oh. it's
3: a movie that's going to come up on this episode. But, or on a, on a episode oh. someday. But um, but it's very rarely, like it never works usually. like I was going to say Donnie
1: worked. Darko has a, it was all a dream, but was it all a <laughs> dream?
2: But, like if yeah, you leave yeah, it yeah, up to but, mystery. Yeah. Well, I just like I never understand that. I I don't even understand from like a like a writing standpoint why, y- like, you, that movie could have fucking cut ended, when yeah. the ship flew off. Like I didn't even need to know what happened to like right. mom and dad. Yeah. And so part of me feels like it's just such a. Like it feels like a studio fucking note where they're like, well, it has to be slightly happier. Like nothing happened. He gets a moment with his mom and dad, and blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Like yeah. I, I just I fundamentally don't understand any, not even just this movie. Anytime someone decides that is their ending, I e- don't. E.T. Get ended it.
3: happy, so we have to have our ending be happy.
2: <laughs> Yo, so, yeah.
3: Like you know, I don't know, but.
1: Well, especially because it it it, uh, it was all a dream fake out, and then. Psych! Uh, here comes the ship, and then oh, mom and dad, what's happening It's just like you, like you had a completely uh, just like impotent moment there. If your movie of just like whamp boner killer, none of what you actually just watched in the last an hour and twenty eight minutes actually yeah. happened. But in the last then, three but minutes, but it's
0: about to. We're
1: gonna start a completely new movie, but then not show you that movie, which is like. You have contempt for your audience, like like. What other reason do you have besides you hate me that you would do this? Yeah,
3: it, it's uh, it it. Yeah, I don't want to just like have it be like a compare, but it reminded me of a, a another kind of it's all a dream or like a thing. Uh, it's uh, Spike Lee's Jungle Fever. I don't know if either of you have seen that I have not movie, seen that. but talk about a movie that you're like kind of like. It's a movie I was like, I'm hot, I'm cold, I'm hot, I'm cold. I was like, cool, I'm actually about to beat this movie on its term. for the thing. is, And oh, 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 <laughs> Spike, you decided foot. to end it that way? <laughs> What's <this? laughs> so? And it's kind of similar here where I'm like, this is pretty solid. This is pretty solid. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, things? oh. Why? Why do you do this? Like, I don't know. And again, I do feel, again. I don't, uh, Toby Hooper's not perfect. I don't want to like bring in like the auteur, like warship element, you know, because it's like the dudes did some not great movies also, but I can't <laughs> help but feel this, <laughs> in this one kind of being one of them, but <laughs> yeah. I I can't help on this one being like producer's note on a few things. Like, like this is one of those, this is where I'm like, I can't imagine he made that call. Like he's made some no. not great calls, but that's one I'm like, this feels like a Golden Globus, like, note that was like, you yeah, need no. to have this in the movie, which doesn't excuse it, I just... I, I have a hard time thinking that he made
2: that call, like, personally. It was, when it when it happened, like, I did the same thing. I was like, I yelled at the TV. I was like, what the, what are we doing? <laughs> and then I literally had to click down on my remote because I was like, wait, how much of the movie's left? Maybe it's some weird, because then I was like starting to like re-justify it. I was like, okay, maybe he's like got fucking knocked out and he's going to come back too mm. as they're like carrying him away. And then it just fucking hard cuts. And I'm looking yeah. out the window, and I'm like, are you out of your mind?
1: Yeah. Freeze frame of him screaming,
2: "Ah!" And
1: it's just like, <laughs> well, <Yeah>. well, don't <laughs> tease me for, like, you can't be like, psych, nothing, nothing exciting actually happened. It was just a he kid asleep.
2: Yeah, nothing happened. He didn't actually want to fuck his real life mom, so. Well, I mean, I think he did. I think, that well, was, you know. I think that was the
1: real twist.
2: <laughs> I think that's why he was, that was horrified when he like looked in twist, the room. There, that was the twist IRL. That's oh why man. he was never in a movie again. Oh boy. Um, anyway, anyway,
3: that's, that's Vader remorse. Yeah, Mars. that's Vader's
0: remorse. <laughs>
3: oh boy.
1: Well, if we want to get into our 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 what. Oh. Uh, which I, I'm sure that Ryan would put into our good um, I think Jordan would put into our good as well um, we can get to Mars Attacks from 1996
0: directed by Tim Burton my fellow Americans this is a momentous occasion it is profoundly moving to know there is intelligent life out there alien life and our world will never feel quite the same again It's so perfect that it's happening at the beginning of the new millennium. More powerful than the might of America. I'll tell you one thing. They ain't getting a TV. More advanced than the brains of Britain. Ladies and gentlemen, this could be a cultural misunderstanding. Mars attacks.
3: Yes! (laughs) Yes! I don't know. was that a pass the buck to me, or was that a, were you gonna say I, something? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm taking it out of my hands for a second. <laughs> oh, okay, fair. I mean, first off, like, I mean, it's like you're Nostradamus on this one, because yeah, hundred. If the, if I made the pick, and again, this is your pick, so I, I'm glad that you stuck to your guns. Yeah. This is what we do here, but yeah, if I were picking this, this would a hundred percent be the good, because I fucking love Mars Attacks, <laughs> and it's. And it's not like it's not amazing, but like I I think this movie, as the kids say, understands the assignment. It definitely it has the kitschy fifties movie vibe, but I feel like it does make it contemporary in a way that's palatable. I think it is very much a parody. Like there, they, you can't watch this movie and think it's not a comedy. Like it is, it, it is, and it's so funny. And like I, I hesitated to say this person's name because they are a really truly heinous piece of shit in real life. But as I was watching the credits, and it was getting to like the second and third tier, and it was still like A-list actors. I felt like the Vince McMahon meme of like his laser eventually shooting out of the eyes, where it was just like, oh, his like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. like nodding and then being like, oh, like it's just like we're sitting here and it's like you know I know like the top builder like Jack Nicholson and Glenn Close and Annette Benning. And Danny DeVito but then it gets down and you're just like fucking like Michael J. Jack Fox Black. and Jack <laughs> Black and Sarah Jessica Parker and Natalie Portman and Lucas Haas and Jim Brown and Pam Brown. Greer and it keeps like going the whole credits and I'm like oh I forgot <laughs> so many people were in this movie it's amazing Um and I, I, I've said this before maybe I said this off mic um, but I'll bring it here I, I also think the best contextualization for the movie for me is watching this as a double feature with Burton's own Ed Wood, which came out mm-hmm. the two years prior to this, because um, this feels, you know, I know this is based on a tops card game from the sixties, mm-hmm. but like it feels very much indebted to Ed Wood and is like the kind of movie that Ed Wood would have dreamed to make had he had a hundred million dollars to make a movie <laughs> um, from the, from like just the the cheap campiness and and the fact that we have dual ro- Jack Nicholson's in a dual role in this, and
2: he's fucking great. For in both like no, roles. I, I thought it was going to come around. And I was nope. like, oh no, there's just no reason. No, nope, there's no other reason. Other than for it's Jack it, Nicholson.
3: They thought it was funny and that like uh, Ed Wood's movies would do that where people would have multiple roles, you know? And so it just, it felt like, it, it feels like a great counterpoint to something like Ed Wood. And it's like they're just having fun. And you know, two movies came out in 1996 in which the White House were attacked by aliens, and this is the good one. Um, is the wow. I famously okay. hate Independence Day, so I'm no. just well. You're out famously there. wrong, so it's okay. <laughs> That's fair. I, I will own up to that. I will own up to that. But I do not like that movie. Uh, but I love Mars Attacks, um, and I hadn't seen it in years, and so I was really happy you put it on this episode because I was just like, man, this movie is so much fun. Um, everyone understands the assignment like and i love to like we'll get into spoilers i love like especially the build-up is great the first initiation like the first contact and that like everything going to shit and then watching so many of those a-listers or future a-listers just bite it in that sequence like people who are in okay. only half the movie because they just get fucking wrecked it's yeah. amazing but i've spoken too long um jordan this was the first time watch for you as you mentioned right
2: yeah, very, very first time. I, it was one of those ones, because, like, it's just, it's such, I mean, it's such a big film, and it's, like, such, it, like, it's so much in the ether that I assumed I had seen it at some point. And, like, I started, and I was like, there is no fucking way I watched this movie before. <laughs> so this was the very first time. And then part of it was, like, because I also knew, you know, like, it, it. I feel like there's a bit of a an aura around this movie, like, not being great, like, it's, Fun, but people are like, oh, like, but it's not like, it's not a good film, etc. Because it's like bad. Gra- it's like a lot of people. I feel like now, wa- having watched it, I think it's a lot of people like misunderstanding, like yeah. the point of it. Um, which sounds so fucking pretentious. But, no, but, I, <laughs> I, but I also think
3: there's a retroactive <laughs> appreciation for it, not just the missing the point element, but I also think yeah. and I'm sorry to step over you. I really want to, hear no, no, to no, say, but I also think like at the time this was really seen as like Burton's first like failure as a directorial effort, like from a critical or commercial standpoint, because like mm-hmm. Pee Wee's yeah. big adventure was a big hit. and Beetlejuice was a big hit and his two Batman movies were a big hit. Edward Scissorhands <clears> was <throat> a hit. And then Ed Wood was, like, a smaller movie, but it was a really critically acclaimed movie. And then this was a very expensive movie that did just, like, okay box office and had, like, mixed reviews. So it was, like, his yeah. first sort of, like, not successful, quote-unquote. But I also yeah. feel like in the years since, when you're looking at, like, context with, like, Planet of the Apes and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Alice in Wonderland and Dark Shadows, yeah. and you're like, no, this is still very much his spirit is very much alive in this movie. Mm-hmm.
2: And, yeah, so, like, I think a lot of those reasons, I never really, like, then re-sought it out. Sorry, Mm -hmm. that was very loud. Um, I never, like, seeked it out, because I was like, ah, it's just, like, whatever. So, again, thank you for being on here, because I probably would have never watched it. (laughs) And, like, dude, within, within like, five minutes, I was fucking busting up laughing. (laughs) Like, this movie is, like, it's so good. Like I was like more upset that I had taken so long to finally watch it. Like it's such a funny idea. And as I'm sitting here watching it, because I'm like going through all these things I want to talk about and like things I'm looking up, I realized it came out the exact same year as Independence Day. And then I was like, how the fuck did both of these movies come out together? Because like this is like this feels like such a direct response to Independence Day. Like, I know the whole premise is just, like, it's it's ploying off of any disaster movie, whereas Independence Day, I mean, I enjoy it. I watched it as a kid, so, like, it has a special place in my heart. But, like, Independence Day plays very straightforward disaster movie, like, Alien Also 50s
3: and B-movie style. Like, it takes that and soups it up to the bigger, yeah. louder, dumber yeah, sort like of Yeah, like, fucking
2: Bruckheimer and, like, yeah. fucking, like, all these, like, it's big, big blockbustery thing. But, like, I was blown away because I was like, this movie is so funny. I was like, I, I don't know which one came out first. I have to assume it's Independence Day.
3: Yeah, um, Independence Day came out in the summer and then I think this came out, like, the fall, winter of the year, I want to say. Because,
2: like, to me, I was like, dude, if this released first, in my head I was like, this would have crippled Independent, like I was like, because you are now following this like very funny like look how dumb these type of like look how dumb these type of movies are while still very much appreciating these types of movies like but it's just you know it's parody like it's 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 a satire of this type of thing and then to have like Independence Day come out after I was like oh you would have never recovered like in my brain at least
3: I just double checked your yeah Independence Day because it came out Fourth of July weekend. Um, yes. And then this was a Christmas release. It was December 13th. Wow.
2: So. Odd choice for Christmas release, but go for it. <laughs> I mean, I would have uh, watched had I
3: saw it in the theater or been old, like, old enough, like, I would have yeah. 100%. Like, but yeah,
2: no, it. I mean, without going into details, like, the, the general overall, like, I, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I So this, for, you know, whoever is listening, I literally just finished the movie. <laughs> and jumped onto this call, cause I had to like watch it before we did it. And so like, I just came off it. And it's like, I, I was laughing so hard. I was like, all of it's so funny. Like, it, mm-hmm. like the, the shots they're taking at people and at the government and at like, like all of it is very, very like on point and it's, Maybe not sharp, like they're not like doing a bunch of really cutting ideologies, but like it, it is, it knows what it's saying, it knows what it wants to say, and I thought it was hilarious, like, and I thought it did a really good job.
3: Well, and especially because I feel like, especially in regards to government, we've become, like, beyond parody, so it's sort of like some of those things where it's like, maybe this wasn't as overt in 96, and maybe it was, I don't know, but, like, you look at some of the characters, like, Martin Short's, like, press secretary, and you're just like, (laughs) you're like, ugh, you just cringe, because you're like, this is, is just like, some Sean Spicer shit. It's no worse than Sarah
1: Huckabee Sanders. No, absolutely not.
3: Yeah. And so it's just one of those things where you're like, you're just like, you're like, this is too, too real. (laughs) It's, it's funny, but it's, but it hurts at the sea time.
2: Yeah. I mean, my, I think one of the best lines, I, I the loudest I laughed was, well, I guess this is kind of a spoiler. Can I, I don't know, are we getting into it now at this It's the, was the grandma, Before. when the grandma's in the like room and, and they like, it's like the third or second, second or third, like time the aliens came down and they keep being like, we're friends, come and join yeah. us. <laughs> and they kill all of Congress and <laughs> grandma's like, ha ha, they killed all of Congress! Like, yeah. I laughed so fucking hard. I was like, man, I have never felt so attached to a character. Oh
3: my
1: god, like, That's that was
2: literally hilarious. the
3: entirety of my Letterboxd review, is,
0: they blew up Congress! <laughs> they blew
3: <up." laughs> that was, So that was funny, but then I love, like, how Jack Nicholson's president's trying to spin it. It's like, well, we still have two-thirds of the dude. branches of government, <laughs> so that's not bad. We're doing okay.
2: And, dude, Every like every little bit they do with like the actual like presidential and like governmental speak is so that's the thing is it's just so on point. They're like ah oh, you know but it's still okay like we're still doing all right like yeah, two thirds isn't bad. Two thirds isn't bad and they're like ah oh, well we we can't like
3: just you know nuke them we gotta see peace like they're just trying to PR spin the whole thing.
2: Yeah they're like hey can works. you like school schools are still open garbage still being taken out like i was like mm-hmm. this is such a brilliant fucking like idea well,
1: it's almost verhovian and, yeah. and it's satire yeah. of like the american idealism and,
3: and the like the american uh like gumption and, and go get themness. this um <laughs> when well, i feel like burton has had that but like i feel like this is the one movie where he went like full bore on it right because it's like i know that like edward is very much like a suburban parody mm-hmm. and then like Batman Returns has a lot of like political commentary with like Christopher Watkins mm-hmm. character and, and the penguin running for mayor. There's like that one jab, even in the nightmare before Christmas, the two faced mayor like Jack, I'm all the elected yeah. official. I can't make decisions <laughs> by myself. Uh, but like this movie, Burton just full bore goes into it and it's like, I love it. I love him for it. It's so, so well done.
1: Um, it, I will say, makes a good pairing with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I say that because we don't like... I, I, I won't say we, because I'm not part of this group. But two, two-thirds two of the group here don't like Killer Clowns from Outer Space because the, the wooden actors are bad and because the humor falls flat. And because it's a series of vignettes. However, Mars Attacks is also a series of vignettes uh-huh. that features A list actors. Um, and the humor doesn't fall flat because it's delivered by not shit actors. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you can also say, well, it's directed by Tim Burton and had 78 million more dollars in budget to play with. And it had effects done by ILM. <laughs> so it had a few legs up. So. That's just something I wanted to call out, is that the movie in structure is attempting the same thing. It's lampooning 50s movies. It's still in the same vein of the same movies. However, the approach is done with more budget, more talent behind it, and an actual script. So then it's able to accomplish more.
3: But I think the actual script part is exactly where the two movies differ. (laughs) Like I, I don't disagree with what you're saying whatsoever but i think that like the the thing is and again a comedy is subjective but like this movie is funny like killer clowns mm-hmm. from outer space is not funny at least not to me and not the jordan i don't want to put words in your mouth but it sounds like that's
2: not versus this movie, no yeah, it's, yeah like, it's not it's not. okay good i figured <laughs> that was the case no 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 you can put those words in my mouth no, that's <laughs> so
0: that's
3: the problem is like the movie doesn't have a script versus this movie like clear or Allegedly doesn't have a script. We're <laughs> insinuating. I'm sure it has a script. It's just not a very good one. And so this... Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not written in words. It's not right, written yeah. in <laughs> words. There's wingdings. And, the, and
3: this movie is actually <laughs> funny. I agree. Yeah, it's a vignette structure of loosely connected things. But it's yeah. like... But the full-scale mania and the political commentary, the social commentary... Oh, it's a much uh, like, bigger scale, yeah, than small big, town. Much bigger yeah. scale, absolutely. And like and just like the performances by and large are fantastic. There's not a wasted performance in this movie. I think mm-hmm. everybody is fantastic. And I think the other thing too is even in a movie like this that's a lark, there's even enough room to have some semblance of like character's actual characterization and actual like groundedness to it, which is mm-hmm. also important. Like Killer clowns didn't have that. Versus, like, this... I love Jim Brown in this movie. He is phenomenal. And, like, Jim Brown and Pam Greer are, like, the glue to this movie. Like, I am very Mm -hmm. invested in their story in the midst of everything that is happening. Like... Jim Brown just absolutely crushes it at the end. Pam Greer is super great. I love the she's a bus driver and she sees her two boys skipping school and she's like, we're stopping the bus! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the
2: everyone bus applauds.
3: applauds her. Dude, <laughs> applaud so... when
0: she
3: pulls her kids by the ears and sends them to the bus and everyone applauds. It's so funny. So that's the stuff missing from Killer Clowns. Yes, I do think mm. on the surface there's a lot of similarities. And yes, this movie did have a leg up in a lot of respects. But I think that, I I, I don't know, like, I just, I, like, it just nails it, it nails the tone, whereas, like, Killer Clowns even, you know, it could have still nailed the tone, and it doesn't quite do it, in in my opinion.
2: And, well, that's, that's what I'm thinking as well, like, of course, like, I mean, you, you strip away, like, you strip away, like, uh, literally the entire cast being A-list actors. Like, fucking every single person in Mars Attacks is, like, a name you know. Like, the all the names coming across the screen. I was like, what the fuck? They're in this? What the fuck? Like, every single yeah. time. When is this going to stop? But, like, oh, it's not? Yeah, it's everybody? No, it's not. The, every, like, every extra is a fucking A-list actor. Um, so, the, I, but I mean, look, strip away the A-list actors. Strip away the budget, because I don't think it's in the necessary part. Like, this still does because again what i'm saying is i agree this is a very vignette based like type of thing but when at the beginning of this pod what i was talking about i was like look all like you you can do vignette based things if shit lands Mm. and so like aside from the budget and aside from the actors pulling it off like the vignette based thing of killer clowns to to me like it's just like they nothing was good enough, like or funny enough, or like impactful in a way that like allowed that structure to work correctly. Whereas uh, Mars Attacks, like even without the budget, if you if you took like again the writing and the scenes and the characters, like the people, like there was enough about each person where I'm like I want to come back to them. Mm-hmm. like I want to see what now they're up to in this moment yeah. I don't want to see I don't want to see the convenience store guy again wide <laughs> eye agape <laughs> looking at clowns for a third time I don't want him but
3: you're like I want to <laughs> come back to Sarah Jessica Parker's show and Michael J. Fox as the producer and I want to come back to Pierce Brosnan's scientist character oh great.
2: all of it I was like I would like to <laughs> pop back in what are they doing oh she's on a dog that was w- insane okay great <laughs>
3: oh man and just the design of the aliens too like i love mm-hmm. them like like so much the ak-ak. Ak-ak.
2: <laughs> i was like looking up a bunch of trivia and i didn't cross check this so don't quote me on it but like that they when they were writing it they didn't know how they were gonna sound so they just wrote like act in like the script and it just ended up becoming like <laughs> what they said <laughs> i mean i'd
3: believe it because they were fully added in post so it didn't yeah. like they're reacting to tennis balls essentially so i, I yeah, yeah i get that so but uh yeah it's it's uh it was great i'm glad they decided to have that <laughs> the, the way they talk is really funny and i forgot to
1: mention uh uh natalie portman is in the movie oh we, we mentioned i mentioned, think we mentioned
3: natalie portman yeah,
1: uh, I, did we do we mention that uh uh uh, Christina
3: Applegate has a small. No, role we didn't. In yeah, Christina Applegate's in the movie too. Joe I'm, Don Baker. Joe Don Baker. Tom uh, Tom Jones is in Tom, Tom Jones, movie. <laughs> which I
1: I thought was unusual
3: casting. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah,
2: I felt we could have got a better better Tom Jones. I right, gotta go uh, home now. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm surprised it wasn't, like, Wayne Newton. Like, that that seemed like it would be more, in like, Vegas? in yeah. Vegas. But, like, <clears throat> Wayne Newton still has a residency in Vegas. And he's, like, 100 Wayne years old. not dead? Yeah, he's No, he's Wayne Newton's dead. still alive.
2: They just he, keep, what? They stringing, they're stringing up <laughs> yeah, like him up. Like, we Wayne
3: Newton's dead.
1: No, he's, yeah. not. he's they, not. They're, they're, they're,
2: they're no, puppeteering him. Like they're puppeteering <laughs> him.
3: I'm, not, I'm, not I'm ju- on Jordan's side here. No, I'm not You can look it up. Wayne Newton's still alive. No, I don't believe it. Yeah. But yeah, Tom, to Tom Jones, and how Tom Jones is like, part of the final group of people is like, amusing as
2: well. And he's like, I could fly a plane. Like, yeah. it's, it's, again, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's really, like, there's so many like, over the top silly shit, but like, because it was handled properly, like, it makes it land, it's very funny. Like, mm-hmm. him singing with the fucking deers, in the yeah. bird, like, at the very end of it. Like. Oh, it's
3: so funny. That's hilarious. And, like, you mentioned Natalie Portman. Like, she's too, super deadpan, and she's the, the daughter of the president and the first lady, and she recognizes her parents are morons. And, and like, is always given Secret Service shit. Like... This is super
2: funny. Well it's like e- even like the intro to her is like a dumb visual bit where they have like the very fancy like silver platter with the dome and it pops up and it's just fucking pizza. Like
0: Yeah. You know. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> oh,
3: it's so good. And
1: like I like, she's pretty much uh uh, uh Winona writer in, in uh uh Beetlejuice. Like yeah, she's that uh, kind of character, like very Sardonic. Yes. Yeah. April Ludgate like uh,
3: yeah. yeah. But she plays it well. Uh like the it's it's a good performance. Um, oh there's one I, I and mainly because obviously, you know, he's not in movies anymore, but just, I loved seeing Michael J. Fox in this, like it was oh it God. was really nice to see him, and I forgot how good he is as like the sort of slimy TV producer, like he's really, really good.
2: But I mean, even that, like his fucking death scene is played so funny, where they're like, they're right next to each other and there's no reason for him to be crawling on the ground, but he's just like, and they're like reaching out, and, but they're right next to each other for no reason, and then it's just a hand pops out yeah it's just it's so funny
3: it's so funny yeah that whole sequence when it's like he gets got and uh like Jack oh Black. my god Jack, Jack, Jack gets the clip
2: comes out and then he <laughs> goes with the american flag He, he tries surrender. <laughs> d- <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good it's so good
2: and then like, and then
3: after that the whole thing of them like oh there was just a misunderstanding they're yeah, gonna come yeah <laughs> <was the> <laughs> <So tough. laughs> And they're like, well, for real this time. And then that's when they blow up Congress. And he's on the phone with the French ambassador and being like, oh, good news. They just landed. They just landed. (laughs) Yeah. You need to get out of the room right now.
2: (laughs) It's this is also weirdly like very timely because like Twitter has been doing this whole fucking as Twitter does, like rehashing like Starship Troopers, and everyone's like arguing about what it means. Oh, it's because and,
1: Helldivers 2 just dropped, and, and it's oh, a Starship Troopers,
2: like inspired. Oh, I didn't game. know that. That was like the, okay, that's good to know. The is context. It, well, is it any good? Anyway, sorry, I'll oh, sidetrack. We'll talk about we'll talk about this later. We're we'll um, Uh, but so, that has started, and because that started, like, even before you guys reached out to me, there's now a weird Mars Attacks, like, fucking thing happening on Twitter. Where it's like, all all of these people are like, all of these, like, big dum-dums are like, oh, well, you know, Starship Troopers, like, no one's talking about the, like, the proper, like, based movie, which was Mars Attacks, where you know, the military was right and all, but everyone dies because all these, like, leftists wanted to, like, be friends with the Martians. And I was like, and now watching it, I was like, did you guys watch the fucking movie? No, like, they did You understand <laughs> when they, they shoot the nuke, it just gets, like, the military is utterly... <laughs> Useless. useless. They're useless. It's, he's he's being beat by a fucking yodeling dickhead. Yeah. Like, that's how they win.
3: <laughs> Just beat by a leftist. And Ooh. also, and also, it's brilliantly that the fact that the movie is like, I mean, I'm the movie's not apolitical because it takes a stance like overall, but like it it never says the president is a lefty or a righty. Ooh. Like it, it deliberately doesn't like it, there there's no real tag or like cue that would lead you yeah. to that they were one way or the other, and that's what's brilliant
2: about it, mm. frankly. Well, and it's smart because the way he talks is not talking about, like, a party line, like, the way that no. fucking president talks, talks how fucking presidents talk, where they don't say shit about anything, like, yeah. they don't want to answer one way or the other, they want to, like, make sure everyone likes them, yeah. so we're well, gonna go the do the that.
1: Movie. I love the bit of the movie after the, the there's been like the attack on Congress has been blown up and everything's gone to shit and the French president is killed along with his cabinet and he's just collapsed on the table and the general comes in and just puts a pen in his hand slaps down a piece of paper and he's like sign it so that we can use our nuclear arsenal <laughs> yeah. and for me that was like right in line with Tim Burton and his idea of like the I'm an elected official. I can't make my own decisions. Like that same exact character of like the president is not a leader. He is a guy when, you know, when called upon can put on a great speech and he can reach out and shake your hand. But he's not. He's impotent. Like He has no actual effect himself. He's completely useless.
0: Yeah,
3: no, absolutely. He's And he's, like, he's like drunk, too, in that scene, too. Like, I think it's, like, he's, like, passed out drunk because he's just, like, I don't fucking know what I can do.
1: <laughs> Which, I mean, like, uh, uh, shit, it's, like, the yeah. end of the world, basically, so yeah, I'd be right there with you.
2: Well, and it's funny because, like, even if, like, they play it in this direction where, like, okay, because, like, because he's listening to scientists and he's listening to people. Like, okay, maybe you argue it. it's, like, a, a left-leaning, like, president and, and and run government, but then what they do is perfect, cause it's like nothing worked. So if you wanna say that that's what's happening, and you wanna say like, okay, the general is like, the man's man and the right, and like, we wanna win by war, none of them did anything. All of them no. are ineffectual. Like, the guy gets shrunk, the general gets shrunk to a, a tiny little thing Squish. shooting as a dickhead and then stepped on. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> it's like not pulling any punches on any direction, If mm-hmm. even if you want to label. Like, which we don't need. It's fucking, it's 2023 now. We don't need to label our own politics onto some 1996 Tim Burton fucking clearly joke movie. No, absolutely not. But even not. if you wanted to, it, it still did make fun of everyone. <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. By, by not, esta- like you said, not establishing a party line um, whatsoever. Like, it doesn't do anything like that. Like, you're right. Sure, you could call it this, you call it that through the lens of a 2024. But, like, we didn't live in the age of complete anti-intellectualism in 1996. So it's like, you could really <laughs> yeah. make a decision about, like, yeah. you know, you could draw your own conclusions about where yeah. this cabinet's part, like, line is because it was more or less the same shit and i guess it's more or less the same shit now just you know that nah, we don't just need to more lot dumber. just more just more <laughs> shitty and and dumber you know but you know anyway um but uh but no that's bonkers to me that somebody would watch this and not think it's a satire. it's the same with starship troopers frankly like that there's a whole subsection of the population who thinks that that movie's like legitimate
1: like oh media, media literacy is out the fucking window it it's just like how, do you, how do you
3: not think that movie is a parody
2: it's clearly like it's, i mean literacy is out of the window in this country so media literacy <laughs> is, is, media is media not like, even worse just, yeah. any, any amount there's no thought anymore it's just like they said it's wrong
1: yeah <laughs> Oh, it's like the people who idolize uh, 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 like Tony Montana and be like, yeah, that's who I want to be. And it's just like, he gets fucking shot at the yeah. end of that movie, dude. You know yeah, you what happened to him? <laughs> yeah, people Did you like see to, the end of Scarface? People it's like to conveniently
3: to forget how that movie
1: ends.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. oh, they saw the man. montage on YouTube and they're like,
2: oh man, that movie's awesome. <laughs> they're like, what a yeah. badass.
3: Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what I love about yeah. Spring Breakers, which we talked about on episode. Oh, no, Speaking yeah. of a cultural satire, where it's like, you 100%. know, James Franco's character idolizes Tony Montana, and well, guess what? He got yeah. his wish <laughs> at the end of that movie. Some somewhat yeah, talk, spoilers.
2: <laughs> talk about a movie people misunderstand. Oh, yeah. big
3: time, huge. Uh, I I still agree. that I still still subscribe to that movie's uh, a masterpiece. But you know, it's but so hey. Good. Oh, yeah. But anyway, um, Mars attacks. <laughs> Mars, <laughs> Mars attacks uh, Mars
1: Attacks. is, is the what? Fit. I might put it in the bad actually. Now that I'm, I'm thinking oh, about I'm it, bad. Yeah. I'm going to bad. Killer Pilots <laughs> into great category. Uh, get <laughs> out of here! <laughs> I'm going home. Uh, no, I uh, uh, thank you guys for humoring me. Uh, I yes, any sane person would put Mars attacks into the good category. And I would still contend that I'm going to move Killer Clowns from Outer Space into the what category. Simply simply by the virtue, the fact that uh, template-wise, what it sets out to do-wise, it sets out on a very similar path to Mars Attacks. It just didn't have the budget, it didn't have the same talent, and it didn't have a script. So then, they ended up with some very important pieces, but there was no structure in order to elevate those pieces to the same level that you get from something like Mars Attacks.
2: I, I will say it is, like, I mean, look, if you look at it, it is a weirder movie. Like, as, as weird as Mar- Mars Attacks is. Like, Killer Clowns is, like, if you put it in, restructure that framework, it is a weirder film. Like, the mm-hmm. guns and the weapons and the shit they decide that they wanna do, like, yeah, it is a weird film. It
3: is weird, for sure, and it's like, I think the frustrating thing about it is because it's weird and because you could see the potential for what they wanted to do, and it just doesn't yeah. quite live up to that. And the problem, too, is I I, I, I and it's hard to really even, like, you know, you want to be like, yeah, they didn't have X, Y, and Z resources, especially compared to Mars Attacks, but I feel like the well, yeah. budget wasn't the problem because like they could have really so it came down to the script yeah yeah it came down to the script and it came down to the pg-13 writing i think that was the two yeah. biggest things that hurt yeah. that movie yeah. and mars tax is pg-13 too but i feel like it stretches that pg-13 oh, yeah, like like people are just getting <laughs> yeah. fully decapitated and 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 just so it's an evaporated yeah, yeah. absolutely it, it stretches it for sure but 1996 Tim Burton, he could probably get away with whatever he wanted, so they, they allowed it. So yeah. To our benefit yeah. <laughs> as viewers. So, uh, uh,
1: but that's probably the end of, of this discussion. Uh, so before we dogleg into something else, uh, I, I'll throw the reins over to you, Ryan, to introduce what our next episode's
3: going to be. Oh yeah, we have to tease uh, our next episode. So it is the year 2024, and 40 years ago was 1984, which is insane. I know, right? What? Math? It's crazy. But um, 1984 was like kind of a – it feels like a big like watershed like pop culture year. Like there were so many movies that came out that are like so ingrained in the pop culture lexicon – Forever and Eternity, pretty much. I mean, the
1: year 1984 is... Ingrained by, by a loxicon. novel. Yeah, and
3: a Van Halen album. So, oh, like, yeah. you know, hand in hand, really. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> Van Halen, Orwell. Well, yeah. you know... <laughs> But we're going to be looking at and, and I know we've talked about like legacy sequels on this podcast before, uh, which, of course, was a term coined by Matt Singer of Screen Crush that are these long gap sequels that have like one foot in the past, one foot forward. These are not necessarily legacy sequels. These are sequels to movies that came, big pop culture movies that came out in 1984, but they they don't adhere to that rule of like you either need to wait like 10 years to make a sequel or you need to make it in two to three. And these sequels came out anywhere between five to seven years after their immediate predecessor.
0: So were uh, weird gaps. So
3: that weird gap of like, do people even care anymore about mm. these movies? So, um, so we'll be discussing that. Um, and I won't give the titles, but maybe this will give a couple away potentially. But we'll just say I will just say that two of the movies we're going to be discussing have sequels coming out in 2024 so that's part of the other well, reason i want to discuss it is because two of these franchises are not dead uh, apparently so and
1: one of them is but for good reason
3: and one of them is yes uh, uh we'll get into that for sure i'm looking forward to that but in the meantime you can Find and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many others. You can follow us on Instagram at thegoodbadwhat, or you can email us at thegoodthebadthewhat at gmail.com. Our logo comes from Michelle Parkos, and our theme music comes from Paco, whose portfolio and sound company you can find the show notes respectively. Jordan, where can more people find you online? Let's we'll start with you.
2: Hi. Uh, yeah, I, I have an active Instagram. It's Jordan underscore F underscore Perry. Um, other than that, I'm viscerally unemployed, so if anyone, uh, is rich and wants to make a TV show and hire an operator, hey, you guys here.
3: Please do, absolutely. Jordan's a great camera operator. Um, and then Chris, where can more people find you online? Uh,
1: I wouldn't, but you can find me on Letterboxd, C underscore T-H-O-M.
3: You could follow me on Letterboxd at Ryan underscore Oliver. You could follow me on Threads at Riley90. That's R-Y-O-L-I-E 90. Or Blue Sky Social at no ninety. Thank you for listening. Jordan, thank you as always for joining us. It was a great time. And we'll be back next week with the years too late but too early sequels to Watershed 1984 features.